Looking to finally feel confident in your purpose and fully operate in it? Well, you're in luck because in this episode, we'll be listening to an audiobook recording from Planting Your Purpose. And if you'd like to learn more information about how you can get this book, then you can head to plantingyourpurpose.com. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you want to grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you want to hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Day two, purpose, vision, and mission stems from the heart. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Many have the desire to lead an impactful and meaningful life. This idea of purposeful living is reinforced time and time again through the various businesses, ministries, and individuals who are positively changing the world. They do so according to well-defined, deeply rooted convictions and values. But the sad truth is there are many who go through life aimlessly, who live day to day feeling void of direction and who can't seem to find purpose. I want you to know that you have a set of gifts, skills, talents, perspectives, experiences, and passions that are combined in such a unique way that there is literally no one else like you. We have been designed to fulfill unique roles, God places in our hearts a longing to embrace the role that we were made to fill. Where many go wrong is they approach the world and ask the world what their purpose is. This would be like a seed expecting a gardener to tell it what to grow into. What needs to be realized is that it is we who are approached by the world and we who are asked what our purpose is. Just how a seed has its function programmed inside its DNA, we have a purpose planted in us by God. Our meaning and purpose mature from the seeds that God plants in a soft and fertile heart. These seeds, when grown, produce a life that is well-defined by vision, mission, and purpose. Therefore, the more we grow, the more that purpose is realized and expressed. A fruitful life will bring justice where there is injustice, love where there is brokenness, peace where there is strife, resourcefulness where there is poverty, and opportunities where there is oppression. In order to see and develop purpose, we need a fertile environment for God's truth to take root, and the place where God's truth thrives is in a fertile heart. All throughout human history, various cultures had conceptions of what the purpose and function of the heart was. Ancient Israelites knew that the heart was an organ inside the chest cavity that kept our body alive, but they also believed the heart was where all our intellectual activity took place. They thought things like decision-making, discernment, and wisdom all came from the heart. They also believed that emotions came from the heart as well. That is why the Bible emphasizes the importance of knowing the condition of one's heart. If our heart functions to keep us physically alive, mentally sharp, and emotionally stable, then it can be detrimental if our heart is not in the right place. Our decision-making, our discernment, our morals, and our emotions could be leading us down a path of misery and destruction. Some may argue that circumstances or external factors are what influences people to make evil decisions, but Jesus would argue otherwise. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. From the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, 
all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. Matthew 15, verse 17 to 19. What Jesus is saying in this passage is that our words and deeds reflect what is in us. Basically, how we respond to the world reveals who we really are. When we misbehave, get angry, are lazy, say something rude or sarcastic, are mean, or simply say something quote-unquote we didn't mean, Jesus says that we do these things because these things are within us. A quote that comes to mind that may help to further unpack the message goes along the lines of, drunk words are sober thoughts. When people drink too much, alcohol lowers their inhibition, which leads to the person saying or doing things that they might not normally do otherwise. For example, people have drunkenly admitted that their past mistakes were more intentional than they originally led others to believe. A lot of times, people have drunkenly shared secrets that they had sworn they would never tell. Some have drunkenly confessed to sexual desires for someone that they aren't currently in a relationship with. And many have done something like urinate in public when they would normally just use a restroom. However, the alcohol doesn't make a drunk person behave a certain way. The alcohol simply allowed the person to feel confident and comfortable enough to express what was within them this whole time. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer, but the words you speak come from the heart. Matthew 15 verse 17. If we ignore the behaviors that lead us on a downward spiral towards decay and destruction, it will only spread to other areas of our relationships, ministry, business, and life. It would be like ignoring weeds or not making an effort to remove trash in a garden. The dirt becomes hard, the ground becomes infertile, and plants produce no fruit. Which is why the first exercise we'll go through is simply addressing our current condition in our walk with Jesus. That way, we will see where we need to improve and can measure where the improvement is happening. Baseline measurements. So long as we skim across the surface of our lives at high speeds, it is impossible to dig down more deeply. Jim Lore and Tony Schwartz, The Power of Full Engagement. Having received a bachelor's degree in health and exercise science at Syracuse University, I can say with confidence that baseline measurements are the pivotal beginning to any successful transformation, whether physical or spiritual. Change and lasting growth is a process that happens slowly at first, but grows exponentially over time. Since change feels so slow in the beginning, having a baseline measurement can often be reassuring to the discouraged individual who isn't seeing dramatic change. They can look back at where they were when they started, and then they can gain confidence when they see that progress has been made. Another benefit is that a baseline measurement shows where we should be keeping our attention. If we know where we should grow and how much we have grown, then we have a greater chance of improving. Keep in mind, these measurements aren't in a right or wrong answer format. This is to simply track where you are at currently in your journey. If you are in a challenging season or a fruitful season, keep your response honest and make a side note of any current season you are in. If you would like a free PDF download of this measurement sheet, head to plantingyourpurpose.com. In a few words, describe how you are currently doing. In what ways have you experienced God lately? List what has been life-giving. List what has been life-draining. What things are presently occupying your mind and heart? From a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being none, and 10 being extremely, fill in what you feel for each question. How excited are you to get to work each morning? How much do you enjoy what you do for the sake of doing it rather than for what it can provide you? 
How accountable do you hold yourself to a set of deeply held values or virtues? When you add up those numbers, if you get greater than 27, this means you have a significant sense of purpose. Less than 22 means you're going through the motions. Of the list that I'm about to say, circle which areas of your life that you would like to more fully live out your deeply held values and virtues. Health, home, ministry, work, relationships, spirituality, personal growth. What are some hopes and desires you want to bring to God? Using the diagram on page 52 of the book, reflect on how fulfilled you feel in each area and put a dot in each section of the diagram to represent the amount of fulfillment you have in that area of your life. The center represents 0% fulfillment. The edge represents 100% fulfillment. After placing a dot in each area, connect each dot to create a shape on the diagram. As you look at the shape, what are your thoughts or insights? Write down today's date. Keep your response for the baseline measurement handy, as you will be referring back to this later on in your journey. Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.